Mara Mo'ed Katan Da'af Tev Zayin Masechus been dedicated by a good friend Mr. Martin Irani Refuah Shilema Harav Betzalel Ben Mazal Tov Enna Refanalov Betok Shar Chol Yisrael Amen We begin today's Da'af on Tet Zayin Amud Rishon Four lines down And now we're going to give some of the protocols of Bedin Amarava Minalanda Meshadrin Shilihad Bedina How do we know that if somebody is uh, needs to go to court, so they summons him. They send a shadiyah bedin, an agent of the court, umazminina leledina, and they uh, summon the defendant to court. So now the Gemara says, "Dichtiv vayishlach Moshe lekro ledatan veleabiram beneideav." So you remember when we learned Parashat Korach, datan veabiram basically. Were uh, needed to go in front of Moshe and Hakadosh Baruch Hu for a bedin, and Moshe Rabbeinu was sent by Yishlach Moshe. He sent an agent in order to call them to summon them to come to the uh, bedin. So that's the way. Um, that's the way we learn. Now, right away, if you look at the Hagahot Abah over here, he changes our gersa, and he says, "Amar Avam Minalan de Kaveinan Duchta, Omeshadrinan Shlichat de Bedina." The Bach doesn't have the words that you summon him, because that's the next question of the Gemara. So therefore he takes out the words and therefore, according to the Bach, uh, he's just learning it uh, simply. Uh, from where do we know that we establish a place for the court to convene? You have, to, you have to establish a place. You need a place, a makom, for the betin. Uh, and then the Gemara's uh, answer, uh, according to to that, will be that he sent uh, from his court to the Tambabiram. I guess there was a place that he sent them from. The proof is hard to understand according to the Bach. What's, 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 the, what's the proof according to the Bach? of what the Gemara is answering. The Gemara is just saying that the kab'inan duchta umishadrinan. Okay, that you send. How do you have to send? The first case is you have to send somebody to, to summon the guy. The next question is, and when you send the guy, how do we know that it has to be, uh, they can send him by, against his will? Meaning he... Even if he doesn't accept it, so you send it to him anyway. From there we learn, So Moshe Rabbeinu tells Korach, you know, you and all your entire uh, people, you must assemble uh, in front of uh, in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. I say it seems that Moshe Rabbeinu and a Kadosh Baruch Hu were the court. So that's where you see the court was established, and the Korach had to attend. And how do we know that you must inform the defendant that he has to appear in front of a judge who was a great person? You have to tell them that. Okay, it says in front of God. So you see, you have to say the judge. God was the judge in that case, and he's Gavra Rabba. And how do you know you have to say? Who he's going to stand in court against? You know who's the two sides. So you and Korah, which means Korah and you against Aharon. 
Zimnan, how do we know you have to set a time for them? For the court, Tikhtiv Mahar. He told them tomorrow. Zimna Batar Zimna. And how do we know let's say he feels to, let's say he fails he fails to appear to, to, to the case? He doesn't want to show up. How do we know that we give him a different date? Tikhtiv Karu Sham Parom Melech Mitznayim Sha'on. So the she says over Karusham Shemata. They put Paro in like an excommunication. Kelomar Shemtal de Paro. Shevira Moed Kelomar Shevir Oto Moed Shesamu Oto Moed Rishon. There was a, a certain time that they established that Paro. Uh, this is talking about the downfall of Paro by Nebuchadnezzar. So uh, Paro's enemies technically excommunicate him because he failed to show up for the time that they uh, appointed the battle against the Nebuchadnezzar. So therefore the battle was postponed already one time, now the battle was postponed again. So basically, you didn't show up already, you missed your appointment, so already once he misses it twice. So from this Gemara we see that already after the second missed appointment, they put him in excommunication. And how do we know if, let's say, the um, defendant is, is, uh, is arrogant and he talks uh, derogatory to the messenger of the Bedin, and the agent of the Bedin comes back and tells the court what happened, it's not going to be considered Lashonara. So what did what did uh, the agent tell Moshe Rabbeinu that Datan Baviram said? He said, even if you gouge our eyes out, we're not coming. Now they repeated that to Moshe. So Moshe Rabbeinu must have known it from where, from the agents, and therefore you see what that it's not considered lashonara because she he loved the shaliyah the amalei the Moshe Moshe lo havayada, and therefore from here you see that they told it to him. Again, Maharsha points out that why do you have to say Moshe Lo Yada? He was the greatest prophet. Moshe Rabbeinu could have known it on his own. So how do you have an ayah from here? But nonetheless, that she at least is learning that Moshe Rabbeinu, at least when it comes to court, you know, he didn't have a prophecy in this case, and therefore they had to tell it to him. And obviously, if they're telling it to him, it must have been mutar to tell it to him. How do we know that ultimately, if he doesn't show up to court, uh, we put him in? They excommunicate him. This is when they were fighting, uh, Deborah and Barak were fighting against the Kena'anim. And they told Meroz, who was the head of Kena'anim, to come help and fight. And he didn't come. He didn't come and fight. He didn't help them. And therefore, they put him in Khairim. They excommunicated him. That's in with the fact that it says, Oru Meroz. And, um, how do we know that when they um, excommunicate him, they must tell him that this excommunication is coming from a great man. They have to tell him that it's coming not stam, it's coming from a great man. Said the angel of Hashem. In this case, Barak is the angel of Hashem. He's the agent of God. <clears throat> so the Barah was saying that your excommunication, Meroz, is actually coming from the agent of Hashem, which is Barak. And how do we know that ultimately uh, we put the, um, uh, the highest level of excommunication, which is called Hirim, which is a curse, actually. Uh, Hamim tells us Hirim is Otiyot Ramah. 
which the curse goes through the 248 limbs in his body. Dechtiv orru meros, which means not only did they uh, excommunicate him, but they actually said orru arur. They cursed him and they cursed him. Deachil v'shateh bahadeh v'kaeh ba'arba'amot dideh. So how do we know that somebody that eats and drinks with somebody that's an excommunicate and he's not allowed to stand even in his four amot, that's wrong. Dechtiv yosheveha. That not only is Maroz uh, 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 cursed, but Yosheveah, those that are inhabited with him, those that are sitting with him, are cursed as well. And how do we know that the guy that's getting excommunicated, they publicize his sin in public? Because they failed to come to the aid of Hashem at the time of the war, and they publicized it. That uh, Meroz was put into excommunication with 400 shofarot. Now there's a big mahluk at who he was. Some say he was a gavrara, he was a great man, you know, head of Kenan, and he didn't want to come and help fight, and therefore they excommunicated him. And some say, Amri, uh, actually, uh, Meroz is a kochavahava, is a star. And the stars. Uh, that night or that day he went against Sisera in the heavens, and therefore the star of Meroz was cursed, which means it did not, uh, the curse, which was the mazal of Sisera, was cursed that day, and that's how uh, they won the war. So it's either a mazal or a person. We're learning the Gemara, obviously, that it's a person. How do we know that if a person uh, you know, disobeys the rabbi's commands, you know, when he gives the ruling, how do we know that they can actually you know, make his property. When he gave that famous uh, speech in order to entice them, to, 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 to influence the people to get rid of their non-Jewish wives. So he set a time to come in three days. And whoever doesn't come in three days to meet in Yerushalayim, all their property is going to be confiscated. So you see from there, that if somebody doesn't listen to the hakam, his property gets um, confiscated, which is, this is the famous rule of Hefker Bedin Hefker, and as she says, this is the source, actually, in Kola Shas, to the rule of Hefker Bedin Hefker. As that Sofer and his Bedin had the ability to uh, claim all the, uh, proclaim all the uh, property of Bnei Yisrael who don't show up, ownerless. Umin Alan did not see, and how do we know that Bittin, if they find a, a guy who's disobedient, so they can uh, they can uh, use uh, this you know, force against them. They can curse him, they can strike him, they can pull his hair out, and they can compel him to swear, uh, and they will not, uh, that he's not going to repeat this uh, transgression again. So how do you know all that? So he says, I contended with them, I cursed them, I beat them, uh, I tore the hair out, and I placed them uh, under oath. Again, this is Nehemia talking about, again, those Jews who had married the non-Jewish woman in Bavel, how we treated them. And how do we know that you can even bind the person, you know, tie him up, handcuff him, his hands and feet, and time to a post and give him lashes. And you can even pursue him. We'll see what pursue means. 
הן למות, הן לשירושי ולאיסורים. That anybody that does not fulfill the, law of, fulfill the law of God, judgment will slip, swiftly execute against him, whether he will put to death or uprooted, that's the shirusheh, or be punished with loss of property or with imprisonment. So the Gemara comes along and says, my shirusheh, what does the shirusheh mean? Amar Adam Mori, Amar Nehamiyar Bar Baruch, Amar Avchiyah Bar Abin, Amar Avihuda, Hardafa. This means that you pursue him. Now what does he pursue him? Amar Hardafa. Amar of Yehuda, Bered Rav Shmuel Bar Shilam Meshemeh Derav Menadin Lealtar. That if a guy is disobedient, so they um, they put him in excommunication immediately. Veshonim Lahar Shiloshim, and they repeat the excommunication after thirty days if he didn't make the shuvah. Umacharimim Lahar Shishim, and after sixty days they put him in cherem. So basically, they're pursuing him. Nidui, the Nidui, the Neherim, they're just chasing him, not physically chasing him, but they're chasing him with these uh, institutions of Nidui and Herim. Amar le Rabunabar, and they're going, all this is because the guy's not making Teshuvah. Amar le Rabunabar, Haki Amar of Hizda, Matrim be Sheni. They warned the guy on Monday, uh, the first Monday after the case, that why? He better make Teshuvah. And, um, by the way, they put him in uh, excommunication. And if he doesn't uh, make the Shuvah, they want him again on Thursday. And uh, they put him in excommunication uh, again. Vishini. And if he's still uh, uh, not uh, obedient or compliant, the next Monday, they place him in Kherim. So just Monday, Thursday, Monday. Now the Gebarah says, all this is referring to where he's not obedient or not compliant. This is all talking about uh, when it comes to monetary cases. However, when he shows contempt, disrespect to a Torah scholar, they don't warn him. They excommunicate him immediately with no warning. Now she says, the harem is put on him immediately. Our excommunication is put on him immediately. Now we give it a tells a story. There was a butcher and he acted in a chutzpah way towards the tuvi bar matna. Ibnu Ale Abaye so Abayin Rabah investigated the subject, Vishabtu, and they put him in excommunication. The Sov Azal Paisil Ba'adine. Anyway, the butcher finally went and he paid the money. He appeased the guy that uh, the Betin, you know, told him uh, to appease. He took care of it. Amar Avid, which we do now with this guy. <clears throat> to release him from his excommunication. The Shemata did not, has not been enforced for 30 days. And the minimum Shemata is 30 days. Not to release him. We have a problem. He's the butcher. We need meat for Shabbat. The rabbi's got to go into the guy's shop in order to get, <coughs> to purchase meat. So, did anybody hear anything regarding such a case? The toot, the tooting of the horn of the shofar. When they blow the shofar, it puts him in excommunication, and when they toot the shofar again, it releases him. Toot. Asad v'tut shere, which means that she, you mean those are 30 days, 
the auto shofar shinedu, the same shofar that, that activated the cherem, is the same shofar that can release him even though it's within 30 days. This is only applying to what? Mamona, monetary case, like the case of the butcher. That when a person is being excommunicated because he has showed contempt to a tamid hakam, there's no negotiating that one. That's a 30 dayer, no matter what. The Gemara comes and says, We see over here that the three judges who actually excommunicated an individual, that you don't bring another three to, to release it. Those that were involved in putting the khayrim have to be the ones that are involved in releasing. And she says, How do you know that? Because uh, Abaye himself was trying to matid the butcher. So therefore, you see, that must be, it's got to be the same. Rabbis, the Bayelehu, we have a case. Hani bit lata de shamitu. You have a case where three judges excommunicate somebody. Can you bring another three judges, different ones, to release them? Tashema minude la rab minude la talmid. Now we give different cases over here. Let's say somebody was excommunicated to the teacher. He was, uh, let's say, mechutzaf uh, to the teacher. And therefore, uh, the law is menudela talmid. He's also considered excommunicated to the students as well. The students have to put the you know treat the person in excommunication. Menudela talmid. But if let's say a student excommunicated another student because he was not treating him properly, It does not necessarily mean that that student is excommunicated to somebody that's higher than him. Meaning the raf. If a person was executed in his city. The people of a person's city have the ability to excommunicate him not only to the city, but to other cities that are of equal size. But let's say he's in a different city, they don't have the ability to excommunicate him in his home city. He's only uh, excommunicated in the other city, and maybe other cities like it, but not his home city. Once the Nasi, the president of Klai Israel, Excommunicate somebody is considered excommunicated to all of Israel. Menudah lechol Israel. If let's say it was menudah to all of Israel, enu menudah la nasi does not necessarily mean he's menudah to the nasi. A bunch of them gemali lomed. Echad min atamidim shilidah bamet. Here's the point that we need to bring now. One of the students, let's say, was involved in nidui. He was one of the three, and what he died. Helko enu mufar. His chelik can never be uh, revoked because he's dead. So the poor guy's be stuck in Hayden for the rest of his life now. Because we're learning from over here that only the three that put the guy in Hayden could take him out of Hayden. But since one of them died, so there goes the uh there goes the uh there goes the guy's uh you know release. Shmaminatlat. Anyway, from the, the Gemara derives three things from the laws that we just read. Shmaminat Talmid Shinidalik Bodo, that a Talmid uh that um put you know another student uh for his honor, niduyo nidui. Read Rashi over Shinidal Lechbodo. Right, which was not, not, because, not because the guy made a sin or something like that. His friend was mechotzaf to him. And therefore he said, you know what? Hairem. Put him in the. It's amazing those days. They used to they could put each other in Hairem. So he says, Velo Lashem Shamayim, Elah Shitriz Nekdo. Vadai. Keman Detani Enmenu Delarav. Right. Obviously, if it was a if it was a religious thing that he made an avera, he would be minudel larav as well. Ella must be it's a kavod issue. But that lo nida ella b'shul kavodot. He be mila de surah. 
That's Menudel Arav. Like we learned in Masechet Berachot, en chokmah, en tibuna. You know, the guy is doing a sin, so therefore there's no chokmot over. You have to put him in Nidui to, to everybody. So therefore, we're talking about over that if a student puts his colleague in Nidui because of kavod reasons, because he showed him a, a lack of respect, it works. Nidui, Nidui. We also learned that each one has to uh, revoke his own portion. Like we learned from the case of the guy who died. That if three judges uh, excommunicate somebody, three others cannot come. The proof is because the guy who died, his chilek is not mufar. What do you mean? Why don't you just bring, why don't you just bring another three? Earlier you see, it's the same judges that... Uh, Put the chayrim on, they're the three judges that release it. And as she says, Lo atu aharinu visharu, midiktani chilko eno mufal le'olam. So even if three other guys come and release, it doesn't go off. The Gemara now says uh, another opinion. Amara memor, hani betlata deshamitu, three uh, rabbis or judges that excommunicated somebody, atu betlata aharini visharu le. Three other judges can come. Okay, so we have a case. We have, we have at least a rabbi that can give us a hetere. Three other rabbis can come and release him from this. So even if one dies, the guy's not going to be stuck in Haydn for the rest of his life. Amar le la memor, vehad tenya, but we learned, Rabban Shimon Megamliel Omer, ehad mena talmidim shinida bamet. We learned that one of the students that died, uh, after he excommunicated somebody, chelko eno mufar, his portion cannot be revoked by the others. My love in a mufar klal. It sounds like it cannot be revoked at all. Meaning, even by another judge. Lo ad atu Don't think that right when he dies, the chayim goes off. No, in a mufar, his death is not necessarily meaning a release. Eli, you could bring another three and release. So therefore, there's no stira in what Rabban Gamliel taught. The Gebara says, When there's excommunication, or Nidui actually, which is a, a type of you know, ban that they put on the uh, person, it's not less than 30 days. There's another type of item, it's a Nizifa, it's a rebuke. That's seven days, minimum. When she spoke Lashon Aras, so the Pasuk says, If your father would spit in your face, which means he's showing you that he's uh, upset with you, that's a rebuke. Wouldn't you be uh, quarantined and uh, humiliated for seven days? So that's why you see that when somebody puts you under rebuke, under Nizifa, it is seven days. Amar of Hazda, Nidui Shilanu Kinizifa Shilahim. So of Hazda, is talking in Bavil. So he's saying, Nidui Shilanu, our Nidui is like their Nizifa. Okay? And how, how much is their Nizifa? The Nizifa didu Shiva. Okay, and their Nizifa and Eretz Israel seven. So therefore, in Bavil, they have different uh, numbers over there. The Nizifa and Eretz Israel is uh, seven. And he says, Our Nidui is like their Nizifa. So the Gemara says, Betula. What do you mean? In Eretz Israel, uh, Nizifa is only seven days. Now we get some stories. Vehar Bishamon Bar Rabbi Ubar Kaparavu Yadvek Vekagarsi. The rabbis were learning. Kashchale Shematan had a certain difficulty. Amar the Rabbi Shimon the Bar Kapara. So the Bishamon does Bar Kapara. The Bar Zeh Sarich Rabbi. We have to consult with Rabbi on this matter. 
Amar Lebar Kapara Le Rabbi Shimon, so he tells Rabbi Shimon, Omar Rabbi Omer Bedavar, how is he going to answer this? What can he possibly say? Oh, so he's a little chutzpah there. Azal Amar Le Abu, so Rabbi Shimon went to his father, Rabbi, and told him what Bar Kapara said, that we were learning, and uh, he told him, you know, uh, not as Lashonara, but they were talking, you know, Masiyah Fitu Mo, Ikpad. Anyway, when Rabbi heard this, he got, uh, he, was, he was insulted. Ata Bar Kapara Le Tazule. Bar Kapara went after to appear in front of Rabbi. Amar le, Bar Kapara, any markircha me'olam. I don't know who you are. Oh, he realized that he was upset. Yada, then I cut my tablet that he realized that Rabbi was upset. And he took things to heart. Na'ag nizifuta ben abshit latin yumin. And he treated himself as a nizifa for 30 days. Oh, so what do you see from over here? You see that in Eretz Yisrael, nizifa is not seven days, nizifa is... 30 days. Shuf another case. Gazara yishnu tamidim bashuk. So Rabbi made a decree that the tamidah kamim should not teach their students publicly in the marketplace. He could only teach them private. My dad was, what was his dinashah that he learned from? kemo halaim. That your hidden thighs are like jewels. Certain things have to remain hidden. Ma yerech basetet. Just like the thigh is hidden. basetet. The bread to that should also be in private. Doesn't matter. I didn't listen. He went and he taught his two nephews in the public. Who were they? So the bee heard and he was makpid. He was upset. The went to appear you know, in front of Rabbi. So uh, Rabbi tells him, he nicknames him to show that he was angry. Instead of calling him Hiya, he says, Iya, mi bahutz. I think somebody's calling you. That's the way I'm saying, you know, go away. I think somebody's calling you. Who's calling you outside? Yadad, and I cut my tabbit out there and realized that he took the matters to heart. Again, and he treated himself to put him in the, in the zifa for 30 days. On the 30th day, the beast said for the Hiya. Hadar shalak le delolete. Then he sent him another message. You know what? I changed my mind. Don't come. The Gabbara says, Ma'ikara, my sabar, my sabar. Why did Rabbi want to bring him back on the 30th day and change his mind? Ma'ikara sabar, miksata yom kikulo. Ubosov sabar, no, amrinu miksata yom kikulo. He thought the 30th day, miksata yom, part of the day passed, it's over. Bring him back. Then he changed his mind. He said, You know what? When it comes to this, we're not going to say miksata yom kikulo. We need a full day. Lesov ata. At the end, he showed up. <clears throat> so Rabbi tells him, what are you doing over here? I got a message that said, you should show up, that I should come to you. What do you mean? I sent the second message to tell you not to show up. I only got the first message, I didn't get the second message. So Rabbi said, that's been a shamayim. Kari aleh, b'ritzot Hashem d'l'chi'ish, gam o'ibab yashlim, Ito, which means when Hashem favors a person like Yudav Hayah, he will cause his enemies to make peace with him. Which means that's why Hashem made it that you only heard the first message to come to me and you didn't hear the second message not to come. When Hashem favors somebody, he even created a situation where his uh, a- 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 enemies will make peace. Now, my time, now to be asked them, what were you doing? Why were you teaching Torah in, uh, in public? The Pasuk says that wisdom should sing out in the street. Whatever you 
whoever taught you, <coughs> they didn't teach you uh, correctly, uh, you didn't uh, uh, learn properly the meaning of this, uh, of this pasuk. Anybody that studies Torah in private, which means the people will end up knowing who he is in public. You don't have to promote yourself. If that learns Torah properly in private, the Chokhmah will precede him in public and everybody will know his greatness. What do you mean? When God gave the Torah, He gave it in public. I didn't give you Matan Torah Baseter. I gave it to you in public. That's referring to specific days when the rabbi gives a big dirasha on the holidays. Then already, it's a public event. That's Yomeh Dekala. But besides Yomeh Dekala, Torah should be studied in private. Also, the Gebarah says, what does he do with the pasuk of Rabbi that says that the Torah should be like the thigh which is in private? Yeah, when you're doing charity and chesed, those things should be done in private. But not the study of Torah. But all these stories, what do you see? That the Nizifad Eretz Israel was 30 days because all these rabbis put themselves in a 30-day rebuke. Nizifat Nasi Shani is different because this was done by the Nasi. And therefore, when the Nasi puts somebody in rebuke, it is indeed a 30 day. But ordinarily, it is only uh, it is only 20, it is only seven days. And that's why, by the way, that's why we, the Marsha says. The proof from Miriam is really not a proof because Moshe was a Nasi. So therefore, Miriam's Nizifa really should have been 30 days. And therefore, we only bring a, a, a remez of seven days from there because it's really, it, it, according to, 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 to the way we're learning, it's really not a... The uh, stir Miriam serves as a scriptural support for Nizifa seven-day duration, not as its actual source. Because really, we're saying now that it's a... If the Nasi puts the person in Hayrim, it's actually more. I mean, the is asking, if God's rebuke to Miriam was seven, how could the Nasi be 30? <laughs> the Nasi is going to be more than God's rebuke. And uh, the Maharsha says that the story of Miriam, therefore, is a, uh, is a remez. It's not actually a, a source. Okay, the Gebarah says, Amman and Zifadi do not even mean the Fadashishani. The Gebarah says, Unzifadi dan kamavi. Now, how long is the Nizifa? We said the Nidui in Babel is seven days. Now, how long is the Nizifa? Had Yoma, it's one day. Kiadishwell and Mor Ogba, like the story of uh, these two rabbis. What was the story? Kiavu Yadvul Garshishimata, when the two rabbis were sitting and studying, Hava Yatim Mor Ogba, Kamedishmo Elbrihukar Baamot. So, Mor Ogba would show respect to Shemuel because Shemuel was greater than Shemuel was like his rabbi. So he would sit for Amot away to show respect. But when they sat in court, since Morogba was the Abedin, Shemuel showed him respect and sat for Amot away as a sign of Kavod. However, they dug a little place for Morogba 
b'tzipta on which they covered it with a mat. V'yatif and laven he sat in that little area close to Shmuel. So can hear what Shimon has to say. Even though Shimon respected Morubah's the Abedin, Morubah knew that she was greater than him. And he wanted to hear his opinion in the court. So they made like a little chair, a little spot where he could sit next to him in order to hear Shimuel's opinion. Anyway, after the cases, they learned, after they're learning, every day Morubah would escort Shimuel to his place of lodging. One day, Murugbah was preoccupied. He was sticking in Torah in his brain about the case that he was dealing with. And he was just walking. He was like pondering and walking. And Shemuel was actually walking behind him. He didn't actually give him an escort that day. When they reached Murugbah's house, so Shemuel tells him, Don't you see what you're doing? Are your actions not clear to you? Which means, <laughs> release me, let me go home. Which we, what ended up happening, he ended up not escorting him. Morugba ended up walking home, didn't walk the rabbi home. So Shimon says, you don't realize what's going on over here? He says, release me, let me go home. Anyway, he realized that Shimon took it to heart. And therefore, and he put himself in a, and is for one day. Why? Because he caused Shemuel uh, pain. Another story. There was a lady. She was sitting on the road. And she extended her leg, which was partially blocking the road. And she was winnowing different barley seeds. Okay, a rabbi was walking by. She didn't humble herself by moving her leg. So she's blocking the road. What a mechotzefet this lady is. That's what the rabbi said. So what happened? She didn't know what to do. So she went in front of Rav Nachman and told him the story, which she heard this rabbi say, how much of a chutzpah she is. Did you actually hear him say the words shamata? Did he say those words? No, he didn't say the word shamata. Okay, so it's not a shamata. It's a nizifah. Go and treat yourself, conduct yourself as a rebuke for one day. Final story. They were learning Pesukim in front of Rabbi Yehuda. They got to the following Pesuk. These are the last words of David. So Zutra Batuvia tells of Yehuda. Must be this first words. What are the first words? He didn't answer. Again, he asked him the same question. Sounds like they are the first words. He asked him the question twice. So he got offended. What do you think? Because I don't know the answer to this question. That means I'm not a Hashuv guy. Oh, they realize he, he's, uh, he got upset. He put himself in a self-imposed harem uh, for one day. Well, now once we got to this point, what is this Rishonim? Uh, so it says, 
David HaMelech sang a song to God when God saved him and delivered him from the hands of his enemies and the hands of Shaul. So he was happy that he got saved from Shaul. He sang a song. David, David Shirata Omer, Shaul, you're singing a song because of the downfall of Shaul. Shaul David. If you were Shaul and he would be David, David which means you have a mazal. I would have destroyed you over Shaul many times. It's only because I need you to become the king and the Davidic dynasty. You're singing for him? He's he's better, he's, he's a better man than you. He says, if things would have been reversed, I would have gotten rid of uh, you a long time ago. But what? You're David, and therefore I have something. To, I, I need you for something. That's why I kept you alive. So therefore do not sing for the downfall of Shaul. I would have destroyed many Davids before him. So what happened after that? The next chapter in Tehidim says, David, The mistake of David. That he sang to God, Ben Yemini. So we thought, that's the that's the Varava Haronim, which means the Vredi Shonim was what when he sang the song on Mapalato. The Vreda Haronim is what he retracted. When God said, You're singing a song for the Mapal, so he sang the next chapter, Shigayona David. The mistake of King David when he sang for the fall of Kush. Now who's Kush? Kush is the name of Shaul. So we're going to find three examples where somebody is called Kush. Let's read this. Move now. Vichi Kushimo. Was his name Kush? Ba'alo Shaul Shemo. Ela ma Kushi. Mishune be'oro. Just like a Kushi has unusual skin. Av Shaul mishune be'ma'asab. That's the way of saying that somebody has unusual deeds. Meaning exceptional deeds. He's different. Kayotse be'davarata omer. Al-odota isha Kushit ashilaka. Moshele ben-u's wife. They call her isha Kushit. Vichi Kushit Shema. You know, Isha Kushit, they're talking about a Supreme Court uh, justice to bring a Isha Kushit. So you have over here, Al Odota Isha Kushit, Asher Lakah. Vechi Kushit Shema, Vehalo Sipora Shema. Her name is Sipora. And Ama Kushit Mishuna Beora, that just like a Kushit is unusual in her skin, Av Sipora Mishuna Beora, Sipora had exceptional, unusual ways. Can you see what the Varata Omer? Vaishma Ebed Melech. Hakushi, uh, who is this referring to over here? This was referring to who's the Eved Mel? Oh, Gemara says Vichi Kushi Shemo, Valo Sitkiya Shemo. Why is it called Sitkiya the King and Kushi? And the Makushi Mishune BeOro, Hab Sitkiya Mishune BeMaasav. Sitkiya also was there. Now the Gemara concludes and says, Can you say by the Varata Omer? The Jewish people. God says, you are like the B'nei Kushim, you're like Kushim to me. We're different than all the nations of the world. As she says, Sadiq Ramur. Okay, Abotai, let's stop.